0: You don't bench your starting Super Bowl-winning quarterback, or do you? Helmets Off is on. All right, welcome to another episode of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell here. That's right, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars have benched Nick Foles, their quarterback they went out and got, who had, had won a Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles who is a, a god in Philadelphia, who probably will have a statue, who will ever be immortalized as the Philly special, right? People have it tattooed on their body. I mean, he's so beloved there. Well, he he didn't even make it through a season with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and where is he now? He's on the bench. He's on the bench for the rest of the season. This is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback on the bench, and the guy replacing him is Gardner Minshew. Are you kidding me? Seriously, come on! Like Gardner Minshew is—he's look. I like him. I watched him play when he was at Washington State, and he was prolific and he was consistent. And uh, you just said, "There's no way he's an NFL talent. He's just—he just doesn't have—he doesn't have the ability. You know, he's—he's—he's got an average arm. He's average built. He's not a runner." By any stretch of the imagination. Now I get that the guy has a, a mustache, okay, and he wears it better than anyone. Like I'm not a I'm not a stashed guy, but he makes he makes it cool. He owns he owns the stash thing. I, I give him that. So I I just <sighs> that being said, I just I just don't see him being anointed the king, right? And and it perplexes me every single time that these coaches make this decision because this isn't the first time. And I remember uh, the season after the 1999 Baltimore Ravens benched Trent Dilfer, who had had taken them to a Super Bowl. Trent came in midway through the season, replaces Tony Banks, and off they go. And they win the Super Bowl. Now, I I know that he's average. He's not great. I get that. But still, he made the plays. That defense was incredible, maybe the best ever. They're certainly the biggest reason why they won. But Trent Dilfer made plays. He made him during the regular season, he made him in the playoffs. I remember him throwing a pass in Oakland to Shannon Sharp, uh and he had to make the throw. I mean, still have to make the throw. Someone has to do it and he did it. And he made, you know, he threw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl and so I was like, man, that's just cold-hearted. Like the next season, like like it they didn't even give this guy a year. Like let's see if he's a fluke or or let's create this continuity. I mean, we, we have a formula that got us to the Super Bowl and won it. Why do we want to mess around with this? And they just said, no, Dilfer's out. And in comes Elvis Grayback, who was okay. I mean, Elvis was a great talent and everything, but he just, he just they never got back to the Super Bowl or whatever. And, and so I was just perplexed by this. I thought it was just rude. How do you bench the guy that takes you to and wins the Super Bowl, your first ever? So I called Kadri Ishmael, who was a wide receiver, and we were teammates in Baltimore, and I said, what's going on with Dilfer? Like, why did they not re-sign him? And he goes, Scott, he was so bad (laughs) in practice. I'm telling you, he could not complete a pass. He was terrible. I promise you, we won in spite of him. I know I get it. I know it. I understand he was terrible. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I I now I now understand uh, why why that is, but I just still think you need to give a guy a chance. Now, all right. So so getting back to Gardner Minshew, it, it makes no sense to me why why you would bench a guy for another guy who's just kind of limited. He has limited skills. Like like Gardner Minshew is not he's not an elite runner. He doesn't have an elite arm. So so he's just kind of a guy that's it's, – it's just um, – there's nothing about him that can be a long-term solution in the NFL. NFL coaches, defensive coaches, after a period of time, will figure you out. Like if you don't have something elite, they're going to they're gonna make you pay. Okay? Let me, let me explain this. Colin Kaepernick. And I know you all want to think it's about kneeling in the suit in, 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 for the national anthem, but it's not. When he came in for Alex Smith, kind of similar to Trent Dilfer, like teams didn't know how to defend him. I mean, because he never played. And so he was he came in very late in the year, and what does he do? He runs, and they're not prepared for. no one was prepared for this. And, and he was real a great runner. and he ran it, he ran his team into the Super Bowl, essentially. And and played decent in the Super Bowl. They lost the Super Bowl. And so now Colin Ka- Kaepernick is anointed. And running becomes not a fun thing anymore because teams figure it out. You know what? We're going to make you sit in the pocket. We're going to make you have to make throws to beat us. And, uh, and Kaepernick also was like, you know, it's not really fun to run if you're a quarterback in the NFL. What is like the least longevity of any any position in the NFL, probably running back. I mean, those guys take a beating. and uh, And you don't, as a quarterback, I'm just telling you, go ahead, run. Knock yourself out. You'll be in the league for about seven years. So I'll give you another example. Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart was, I mean, you talk about run. You get run, 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 run. But when they made him sit in the pocket and have to throw the ball, he couldn't do it. Couldn't do it against the, the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship. That was that was uh Brady's rookie year. Had every opportunity to win that game. All he had to do was hit a route and he couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh Michael Vick was another, Michael Vick was like scary. Scary running the football. But to ask him to consistently throw it, he couldn't do it. And NFL teams will make you do it. So here you have Gardner Minshew, and you go, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing a guy who can make all the throws, who can run, who has something that's elite that's really going to get in there. So maybe it has to be something else. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about kind of sometimes when they got it right by benching their Super Bowl-winning quarterback or, or some other things. Stick around. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Martin, In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities— who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. All right, welcome back to Helmets Off. Uh, should you bench your quarterback who just won a Super Bowl for, or not? And apparently not, seems to be kind of, um, I don't know. You know, so far we've, we've found these guys who... You know, the question is, well, what does Gardner Minshew have? I mean, why are you why are you benching him in lieu of a guy you know? Like like Nick Foles is a known commodity. You know he can win a Super Bowl. And and that's what isn't that the question you always want to ask yourself? I mean, isn't that the whole purpose of the NFL is to get to and win a Super Bowl? And when you can find a quarterback that can do that, it's not like they're just a dime a dozen and there are these people all over the place. Doesn't matter the circumstances. The guy won the freaking Super Bowl. Why would you want to give that up? I do not understand it. So what's the difference then between like these guys that are this new shiny object, and and that you know these flashes in the pan, and and why throw away a known for something you know it's something that might be better, and 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 it's and you know. Maybe it is a marketing ploy by these teams that uh, it it's, it sells tickets, it creates an excitement because they, they talk about this that in Jacksonville that the team just kind of rallies around Gardner Minshew. There's an excitement he brings to it, and and it certainly kind of overshadows maybe some of the limitations he he has. So what is it that makes someone elite? Why, why, why would a coach ever want to just get rid of a player for someone else? And I think if you look at Kansas City, and you look at what Andy Reid did, because he he had a quarterback that was a pretty known commodity. I mean, Alex Smith was having a Pro Bowl year, was uh, had been ha, had a lot of success, and, and had taken teams to the NFC Championship game before, uh, was winning in in Kansas City, and and was playing. I thought playing very well, and thought fit very nicely into Andy Reid's offense. And then all of a sudden he just says, no, we're going to go with a second year kid named Patrick Mahomes. And you're like, huh? What? Wow, That to me it seemed really risky. Because you know what you have in Alex Smith and you don't know what you have in Patrick Mahomes, but you're throwing all of your eggs into that basket. And boy, was it a great move. I mean, Patrick Mahomes stepped on on the spotlight and 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 the stage and really shined. And and he wasn't a flash in the pan because he has an elite arm. I mean, he can make I mean and and has demonstrated that over and over again an ability to make all the throws and to make some throws that a lot of people go you you can't even make that throw. We don't even want you to make that throw. We don't even ask you to make that throw and he's making those throws look routine. And so, oh Andy Reid, what a brilliant move! What a smart move uh, and, to get rid of this guy. But it's but again, it's a guy who has an elite arm and and has a real sense of football and has this. There's just a, a charisma about Patrick Mahomes, uh, a, a leader. So you could you could see it like in that in that situation, and um, there there are other quarterbacks who who have kind of shown this throughout time. And and you so you take guys like Colin Kaepernick or, or Cordell Stewart, they just can't make, or Michael Vick, they just can't quite make that transformation to, to becoming this elite player. And then you look at a guy like Steve Young. And, and Steve Young, when he first started playing, my goodness, you talk about running. He was crazy about running, and he was good at it, and he was extremely fast, extremely athletic, and really could fit in a lot of situations in the NFL but he learned but he was a terrible thrower. He wasn't good. And he he really learned how to become an elite, really a master at throwing a football. And of course a lot of it was the situation he was in with the 49ers, but th- he became this complete p- player. And man did it change everything. And here's a guy who went on and won a Super Bowl. And of course, what did the San Francisco 49ers do? They traded Away, their Super Bowl winning quarterback Joe Montana, for a guy like Steve Young, another guy kind of comparable to Steve Young, who I think made a long, a, a lasting transition that got him to a Super Bowl. He's a yard away from winning it, and that's Steve McNair. Steve McNair, kind of a runner, but he he was able to morph and transform and and to uh, not get pigeonholed into one type of of play. So it's possible. It's possible to do it. But let's go back to the Baltimore Ravens. Because they, they, they get rid of Trent Dilfer, and, and you go, oh, yeah, I understand. But there wasn't really anyone that took his place. But now, a year ago, they did the same darn thing. They got rid of Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco had proven himself to be this guy that could, could play every day. He was an elite player with an elite arm and led the team to a Super Bowl. What what did the Baltimore Ravens do? And 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 John Harbaugh was his coach and has been his coach all these years. And he says we got this Lamar Jackson, and we think there's something in him. And and everyone's like kind of raising their eyebrows again and go, but this is a guy who really sketchy if he can throw the ball. Like his his mechanics aren't super great. Uh, his accuracy isn't great. Uh, he can run like anything. I mean he's special. You know he's he's Michael Vick ish running the football, but again, we've been down this road before. We know how this goes. And they go, Flacco, you're out the door. Lamar Jackson, you're up. And people are just like, hmm. And then all of a sudden, and I swear it happened when they played the New England Patriots on, I believe it was Sunday Night Football, and and Lamar Jackson just showed up. And you just said, this guy, like, the, the way they're running their offense is brilliant. And the way this guy is showing up, and, and, and he's a guy who says, I'd rather throw it than run it. And you love that attitude. And you know what? He's throwing the football like a guy that's ready to be the MVP. And, I, and probably this time at the end of February, we're going to go, Baltimore Ravens just won another Super Bowl. I mean, they're that good. And he's that good. And you just, your heart breaks. It really does. my heart breaks for I hate when quarterbacks get benched anyways because <laughs> I've been there and does not a fun thing to do. but when a guy wins a Super Bowl and he gets benched, it, it just it just seems that the NFL is just this this harsh and cold-hearted world, and you know what it is it really is and and it the NFL holds true to form in the in the statement that is, what have you done for me lately? Even if you've won a Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. All right, Helmets Off is now off. We are powered by KSLSports.com. You can find us on Facebook at The Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at The Helmets Off Show. And until then, we'll catch you soon.